Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello, and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. Tonight the topic is how to become a new human living in 2020. And our guest tonight is yours truly, the host of the show, Les Jensen. You know, it's a curious thing, how to become a new human living. What are we talking about here? Where is the evolution of our human consciousness taking us? How do we prepare ourselves for this next chapter of our human story? What role does our ego play, our heart play, and our soul play out in this new human paradigm? I mean, why are we doing this to begin with? I mean, what would it feel like to be a new human living? You know, it's a curious thing. I've been, uh, I've we've crossed some uh, milestones lately. The new human living platform has passed its 10-year mark. We've been at this for a decade. The new human living radio show. Um, we've had hundreds and hundreds of guests. I've I've been a, a radio host for over 10 years now talking about human consciousness, our human persona. I've interviewed PhDs, shamans, psychologists, psychiatrists, philosophers, quantum physicists, and Everything points to this notion that we're round in the band. We're coming into an uh, an era of our human experience here on planet Earth that is really unheard of, really unheard of because uh, for several reasons. Don't you find it curious that science tells us that we use five to ten percent of our brain? And at the same time, they tell us that there's only about 5 to 10% of our DNA that is active, and they call the rest of the DNA junk DNA because they don't understand it. So when we talk about this next chapter of our human story, I suggest to you that we're going to see new archetypes. Perhaps we'll give them completely new names, or perhaps we'll look at them in a new light. But the the notion of the human persona, this this human being, this new human being, I think we're going to see people tap into what had been dormant traits, dormant attributes of our human potential since perhaps the beginning of time. So during this episode, we're gonna we're gonna look at this vehicle, this this human persona, if you will. I'm pretty sure you have one, as you listen to the show. I have one as I convey the show, and I suppose extraterrestrials could be listening that don't have the human genome. But all the same, tonight's topic is. How to become a new human living. A new human living. So, when you think about the human persona, if you look at the history of the past, we really haven't had um, exceptional quantities of heroes, if you will, or saviors, if you will, religious heroes, or mystics or alchemists that were uh, really portrayed in our in our history of certainly of course there's the in in the western 
world, the, the notion of Jesus Christ as a savior is a very powerful story, a very powerful personification. And Jesus said, everything that he has done, we will do as well. So that would validate the notion that we too have that same power within our own persona. And the, if you look at the tea leaves or gaze at the crystal ball, all signs seem to point to this notion of a new awakening and a new persona, a new human archetype, if you will. And what when we talk about it tonight, we're going to talk about um, emotions. We're going to talk about um, the mental arena. We're going to talk about quantum physics. We're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about um, higher consciousness and, and more specifically your higher consciousness. So I think we ought to get to it and uh, and 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 uh, start engaging this. I, I know time's going to fly by pretty fast because there's quite a bit of material here. So so if we look at the past, if we look at the human persona in the past, the vast majority of the millions and billions of people on the planet play out a very simple paradigm. And, and it's the notion of what we call life, if you will. Um, it's very common to see somebody uh, born as a, a blue-collar worker and go their entire life, and, and, and at the end of their life, that has been what their life has entailed. And, and there's nothing wrong whatsoever with any part of our past any paradigm, anything we've acted out. I'm just using examples here, and I'm not, I don't intend for them to be taken in anything but a positive light. But typically, when when people are born, they're, uh, they come into their adult life, they typically fulfill a vocation, and then they retire, and that's that. And certainly, again, there's nothing wrong with this. But I suggest to you now that we certainly are at the precipices of a new paradigm. And why is that? Why? I mean, let's let's just take a step back. And why can we even say that these these uh, this new paradigm is going to be unfolding? And I would say the the frequency. The, the vibration, if you will, of human consciousness. And as many of you know, I've worked in broadcast TV, and I've worked with frequencies from subaudible, which are extremely low odd uh, frequencies, to over 40 billion cycles per second, and everything in between. And frequency in my industry is a, is a game changer. You have to be absolutely accurate with your frequency or the game's over. When I work with broadcast television transmitters, we get the frequency going out the door dialed down to a very specific frequency because that's what your re your TV receiver at home expects. So the old notion of humanity is there's a king up on the hill and, and the vast majority of the people are peasants. Or perhaps there's a, a religious leader up on the hill, uh, a religious leader standing at the podium, and the rest of, the hu of humanity is the parishioners that have come to listen. In other words, the, the rank-and-file human being was the spoke of a will, but not actually the hub of a will, where the, the rank-and-file human being fulfilled a, an ideology that didn't really showcase the, the human, the individual, everyday, run-of-the-mill, if you will, human being as the hub itself, as the hub 
of creation. All of our paradigms in the past have humanity as a congregation or a, a, the student body or the, the employees or the parishioners or the peasants. In mass, we have been pretty much organized by institutional paradigms. It, we've never seen ourselves on this planet as an ocean of Jesuses, as an ocean of Gandhis, as an ocean of alchemists, of mystics. And the quantum field, the quantum field that makes all this possible hasn't changed one iota from the, uh, from the beginning of time till now. In other words, when Jesus was pulling off miracles, the way he interacted with the physics of, of creation, if you will, hasn't changed. So if Jesus were to come back, the quantum field isn't any different, and the miracles would continue. And that suggests in your environment right now, right where you are right now, the potential of miracles exists. And Jesus said, you will pull off these miracles. You will execute these miracles. You will be the manifester of miracles. So, so what is it about our human persona that it, if the quantum field doesn't change, it has to be our human persona that changes. I love the notion of gravity. Gravity is such a brilliant demonstration of indifference. You can, you can fall down the stairs and, and bang yourself up with gravity, or you can go snow skiing and have the time of your life with gravity. Uh, you can... You can drink yourself into oblivion and gravity will drag you to the floor and you'll crawl around. Or you can master your ability to move in gravity and, and be a, a performance dancer on a stage. The gravity doesn't change. Gravity, there's nothing personal to gravity when you fall off your bike as you learn to ride your bike. There's nothing personal about gravity that um, that its influence on you can be perceived as, as some kind of a personal vendetta. Gravity doesn't behave that way, and I think it's pretty easy to see that. So gravity doesn't change. Over time, gravity doesn't change. When we were all born, gravity was really difficult. It can take you quite a bit of time to learn how to walk and then learn how to run, and then learn how to dance. And that whole time, gravity didn't change. You changed. So when we look at this vehicle, this human vehicle, and, and we listen to the mythology of the past where those that performed miracles said, hey, come on now, belly up to the bar. Everything I have done, you will do and more. At some point, we should be expecting ourselves to be the performer of miracles. But what, what, what's the missing element here? The, the quantum field sits there as idle as gravity, ready, and, well, it doesn't, it's like a mirror. It's constantly on, if you will, but it's, it's passive in the sense that it reflects us. It's a reflection of us. Oftentimes it's called the quantum mirror. But what is it about our human demeanor that prevents us from manifesting miracles? And the notion I suggest to you is our karma. And specifically, I could say that same sentence and use a different word, our energy. The, have, have you ever had a affirmation that you wanted to manifest and you, maybe you made a vision board and you made an affirmation and you said this affirmation religiously for a long period of time, maybe months or even years? 
and then you notice that it hadn't manifested yet. It hadn't come, come about yet. And then perhaps as you learn the principles of spirituality and consciousness and, and quantum mechanics, you start to get some traction with your manifestation. You start to get some traction with your ability to create. So what's different? What changes? Well, as I've said before in the show many times, um, my spiritual awakening, my cosmic two-by-four across the forehead, was when I released an immense amount of energy, I would suggest karmic energy from my subconscious in a very unexpected way. And that energy changed my life in the moment. That event was more than 20 years ago. And that's when it turned me on, if you will. It turned me on to the notion of what the hell is this human consciousness? What the hell is this energy I'm releasing out of my psyche? And, and how did it influence me? So let's talk about emotions for a minute. In that example, I had a very large amount of anger energy in my subconscious. In other words, I was not aware that I had an, an awful lot of unresolved anger in my psyche. I was not aware as an easygoing guy. And when this event comes along and I release an immense amount of anger energy in a matter of less than a minute, I changed. Not only did I release an immense amount of energy, but how I experienced life changed in that moment. The way I perceived the room I was in changed in that moment. My demeanor, if you will, with life in that moment changed. And what I mean by that is when we have unresolved emotions in our psyche and we, and we engage life, I was having um, very regular, very patterned reactions to emotional events, and none of it was on my radar. In other words, my ego was scared to death of the notion of me showing anger, the notion that I might move into a place of anger. I might demonstrate anger. I might become angry. I might become angry. And my ego was scared to death of that notion. And I wasn't aware of this. I wasn't aware of any of this. So anytime I went in an environment, when I went into an environment, and there was a choice that may or may not inflict anger, I would always choose the choice that had the least chance of inflicting anger. I'd go to work and my boss would belittle me and, and treat me like crap. And a healthy lass would say, hey, you don't need to talk to me like that. You know, this, you're, you're really, you have, you're not showing any respect to me. But if I went down that road, I might get agitated by how he's treating me and I might move into a place of anger. So when he belittled me, when he treated me like crap, I didn't do anything about it. But yet, you know, and listen to this, I would go home and I'd crash on the couch. Do any of you do this? When you get home from work, you feel wiped out, not per se physically. You feel wiped out. You plop your fanny down on the couch. You pick up the TV remote and you just channel surf for about an hour. That's what I was doing every night after work. He was getting my subconscious anger energy upset, turned it into a tempest. The energy within my psyche, the emotional energy within my psyche would become agitated during the day. And when I came home and closed the door and was in my own house, 
I was no longer influenced by the emotional tsunami of the um, of interacting with the public. Then over time, my emotions would calm down, and then I'd get up the next day and go in and do it again. <laughs> but what happens is, to the quantum field, that emotional energy was like railroad tracks. It was like concrete karmically. And what do I mean by that? The probability that I would change my behavior as it related to my boss, that I would change my behavior as it related to my anger, was zero to none. So if I want to manifest a new paradigm, if I want to manifest something completely different than the moment before, and yet my energy hasn't changed, the quantum mirror will not show me anything different. The quantum mirror is a reflection of our energy, of our inner chi. And when I release an immense amount of anger, the reflection changes. I remember very specifically when I released that emotional energy, how I perceive my environment changed. I released so much energy in such a short period of time, the room just looked different. It just looked different. Well, what was I looking at? I was looking at my quantum reflection. If the energy going to the mirror changes, the reflection has to change. And so when we talk about this new age, this new paradigm, these new humans living, living a, a new outcome, what does that mean? Well, emotionally, we heal ourselves, we cleanse ourselves, we purge the emotional energy within our psyche related to every single topic, subject possible. We heal ourselves in our relationship to any noun, anything, virtual or real. We emotionally purge the unresolved energy in our subconscious. And what does this do for us? Well, it changes our vibration. It changes the collage of energy that we're de demonstrating to the quantum mirror, and automatically our reflection changes. I've had quantum physicists on the show many times, and we've talked about this in length. The, uh, the quantum mirror is indifferent. The quantum field is unbiased, and it awaits our pleasure, our mastery of it, just like gravity. So when we look at emotions and we want to think about emotions and, and what can we do with our emotions to have a new outcome, release the emotional energy behind reactive patterns. Watch yourself during the day and when triggers happen, Maybe they're political conversations. Maybe they're um, thought patterns that trigger um, feelings of lack or unworthiness within you, and, your, um, and the energy of your psyche changes. The gift of an emotional trigger is it's making manifest to us what was undetectable, i.e. subconscious energy, It, when we get upset, whatever triggered us has given us a gift because energy in our psyche that was previously undetectable because it was in our subconscious, when we get emotionally triggered and we feel an energetic response in our, in our emotions, that's energy we need to purge, to clean from our psyche. 
because not only does that energy program the quantum field as far as who we're, uh, how we're going to experience our, our, quote, reality, unquote, moment to moment, but it also influences ourselves. That emotional energy is a lower vibration energy in our psyche. So imagine if you had a, a very high-pitched tuning fork, and, and in this example, we're going to use the, the tuning fork as the idea, the metaphor of our soul, a very high energy, a very high frequency energy within our own psyche, within our own consciousness. And there's a lot of uh, characteristics to this very high frequency within our own consciousness. And then we look at our, our human persona and we've loaded ourselves up with um, emotions, um, anger, guilt, shame, fear in our psyche. And, and that's the energy, that's the majority of the energy that we're, we're demonstrating to the quantum field. doesn't matter how much the high frequency tuning fork vibrates. In other words, it doesn't matter how much inspiration our soul gives us per se. We won't see the effect until our energy is in alignment with the inspiration. The notion of a miracle is to introduce new energy to the quantum field that wasn't there before and the quantum field without effort manifests it. But if the majority of the energy we're showing the quantum mirror is incongruent with what we want, we can have affirmations till the cows come home. And many of you have had affirmations for a very long period of time. So our emotions play a very pivotal role initially in that our subconscious energy are, are like karmic momentum, karmic um, disposition, if you will. The probability of us having the same outcome moment to moment is very high because the majority of the energy in our persona we're not even aware of. Now, um, i got to watch the time here. Um, I can <laughs> talk about this in length. Let's talk about healthy emotions real fast. So what does it look like when, when you purge your psyche of your subconscious and do your emotions go away? Do they stop? Well, they do change. Your emotions are a reflection of who you think you are. Your emotions are an energetic response that come from within you that show you how you see yourself in the environment. But healthy emotions in a, in a new age body, if you will, are in the moment energy impulses that give us feedback about what's happening right in front of our eyes. And healthy emotional, uh, uh, healthy emotional demeanor is we're interacting with the environment in front of us. We're talking to somebody or maybe we're making an agreement and our emotions are giving us feedback about ourselves. So in the moment we feel the emotion and, and acknowledge it, okay, this is feeling one way or the other, but we release the emotion in the moment and, and we take the information and we apply it to what's happening right in front of us. Of course, this is very different about what we've been talking about emotions up to this moment, where they're like a freight train or a, a, a whole bunch of momentum. Healthy emotions are an impulse in the moment that are released in the moment. They are not accumulated. They give us the information. They're released, and that's the end of it. So in the, in the new human paradigm, we're not afraid of our emotions, any of them. We, we can acknowledge that every single emotion 
our bodies, this, this human genome is a brilliant design. Our emotions, every single one of them, were designed to serve a purpose. And so to master yourself in this new paradigm, to, to turn on your, your human psyche, is to master your emotions. Mastering them by being able to feel them, not by suppressing them, not by controlling them in some sort of strong-arm way. I need to move along because we're going to run out of time. So that's the notion of emotion, the notion of emotion. Let's talk about the mental arena now. The, uh, the mental arena is, is a very curious thing. How many people do you think, when you go about your day tomorrow, how many people are staring at their phones? How many people are talking about other people or about what's happening somewhere else on the planet or um, bitching about politics or whatever? In other words, they're, they're in a repetitive mental pattern. They, they have these, um, these uh, dialogues that they engage over and over and over again. Perhaps they're complaining about traffic or um, complaining about how life is unfair or whatever. Um, when we look at the emotional arena, I'm sorry, when we look at the mental arena and we want to look at artifacts from the past, what do they look like? Well, the, the curious thing about our thoughts in our, our mind, our mental arena, is that our thoughts are the modulator. Our thoughts are really our wand, if you will. If, if you look at the mental demeanor of so many people, they have so, me, so um, much mental dialogue going on that they're not even aware of. Where they're talking to themselves on multiple levels, while they're talking to the person in front of them. They're having these, these um, in-the-background dialogues with themselves. And this, when you have a, uh, the monkey mind, the busy mind, if you will, where there's a lot of mental chatter in your mind day to day, that mental chatter is um, incongruent with manifesting what you want. It's incongruent with your affirmations. It's incongruent with the notion of miracles. In other words, when, when we only have a, a, a clear focus to the extent that there's no thought contrary, I love the, the description of faith, that faith being no thought contrary in our psyche. If we had the faith of a mustard seed, then it would certainly be. When we have background mental chatter, what we're literally doing is we're, we're um, repeating thoughts subconsciously that contradict or cancel the request of our affirmations. In other words, for many, many people, the vast majority of their thoughts they're not even aware of. The vast majority of their thoughts are similar to the day before. The vast majority of their thoughts don't serve them at all. It's very common for people to have thoughts that are actually derogatory towards themselves. We beat ourselves up all the time. We live in a society that projects a sense of, of criticalness. I mean, is your hair perfect? Is your car perfect? Or, um, you know, what shirt do you wear? Um, and, and this critical demeanor towards ourselves doesn't serve us whatsoever. In fact, that's the language that unravels our ability to manifest, that unravels 
that cancels out our affirmations. I suggest to you in the beginning, I mean, uh, this is a metaphorical example. If, if there's no other intention or focus of consciousness, then it is so. In the beginning was the light, and then um, the word brought the intention of what was to be manifest, and it was so. There was nothing contrary to the word, and, and the quantum field, if you will, manifested. The quantum field isn't biased. The quantum field doesn't have any prejudice towards anyone. The moment you inherit the traits of manifesting miracles, as Jesus promised you, would eventually happen at some point or another, then miracles will happen in your presence. But if in your mind you don't believe it, it's done unto you as you believe, if you don't believe you're worthy of miracles or that you can't perform miracles or that you don't deserve to be the creator of miracles or that any other mental conversations that discount or dilute what you intend, that's why your wand doesn't work. That's why your affirmations don't work. And more importantly, when your soul wants to give you inspiration, it'll send you a higher vibration sentence. It just will. Your soul's not going to send you a sentence about your worthiness or lack of worthiness. Your soul is not going to send you a sentence that will inflict guilt or shame on you. That's all the ego. Your soul will send you a sentence, and in the chaos, in the clutter of your internal dialogue, it won't last a second. It won't last very long at all. In order for your ego to become, become compatible with your soul, you have to dismantle the habitual mental patterning that doesn't serve you. One way you can do this is stop saying sentences that don't serve you. Stop them mid-sentence, if you will. Sometimes when I'm talking, I'll get halfway through a sentence and I'll realize this doesn't serve me, this sentence doesn't serve me, and I'll quit talking immediately and drop that, that aspect. So our, our mental construct is how we receive the new idea, the new tangent, the new direction. It's how we receive the new paradigm, the new story, the new vision of what our life could be. Our soul inspires us, but whether we take action on it or not is up to our ego. Our soul inspires us with the answer to our prayers, but whether we can take action on that or not is up to our ego. Our soul can give us a vision of our life that is so wonderful, that is so over-the-top beautiful, but if our ego can't com comprehend it, it doesn't, it doesn't land at all in our psyche, let alone stay there. So the, the role of our ego in this new human paradigm is to, is to be disciplined when our ego is disciplined in the sense that it's not repeating these habitual mental patterns day in and day out, and more importantly, to be able to discover the subconscious mental chatter that we've been repeating day in and day out, then there's no chance. In, in order for our soul to, to fully be able to wave its wand and have an effect, we have to have an enlightened ego and an awakened ego. Um, there's a previous show I did about the transparent ego, where the notion of the inspiration of your soul 
can land on in the in the presence of your mind, your ego, and your ego is transparent. In other words, it doesn't dilute it, and the the desires of your soul are fulfilled. Your ego fulfills the desire of your soul in the moment of the inspiration. For many people, that might happen once a month, maybe five times a year. What if it happened five times a day, 10 times a day, 25 times a day, 100 times a day? In order for that higher vibration, that higher wisdom to actually give you power, it has to be manifest in the physical form, and, and your ego is the one that takes action on that. So it's the the notion of a new human living. We're working, we're working in this timeless realm of manifestation. The new human living idea is for you to master the natural process of creation that has been there from the beginning of time. The exact same method of creation that created the universe, the stars in the sky, the sun and the moon. And that exact same mechanism is before you now. But if, you're, if you've got a momentum of unresolved emotions and your mind is, has so much busy chatter that new new inspiration, new energy, new vibrations, new frequencies, just get lost in the mud. It's like having 25 radio stations on at the same time. Any one sentence gets lost in the chatter. But if, if you're quiet, in other words, if, if you're pure, blessed are the pure in heart, if your energy is pure, the quantum mirror is reflecting that purity back to you. So what's purity? Think of a, uh, a clean mirror, a clean window. There's nothing that dilutes it. And then the inspiration of your soul happens, and there's nothing there to dilute it in the quantum mirror without effort reflects it back to you, and it is so. It becomes the experience. Hopefully this is, this is making sense. I've been spending, <laughs> I've been spending my whole lifetime studying human beings. I remember as a, a young teenager when I got my driver's license, I'd drive about an hour and a half out to the airport and sit and watch people coming off the plane, sit and watch people greet each other, sit and watch people. I've always been fascinated by our human demeanor. Then the cosmic two by four cracked me open a couple of decades ago. My soul put me working in a field where energy, frequency, um, power, vibration, all that stuff was my day-in and day-out job. I had to quantify it, measure it, create it, filter it, purify it, quantify it. And then power, my God, high-powered TV, high-powered TV transmitters. My soul has set me up to language this, that I might help you purify your energy, raise the vibration of your consciousness, Purify the vessel of your human psyche so uh, a higher wisdom that is your own wisdom, your own higher conscious, can have an effect in your life moment to moment to moment. And I tell you, <laughs> um, our education woefully doesn't prepare us for this. Our, the rank and file experience of academics, of religion, woefully does not prepare us for this. I wrote Citizen King, The New Age of Power, to, to help demonstrate to your ego several core principles as to why it needs 
to understand the power that your soul has, to teach your ego how flippin' cool your life would become, to get your own ego excited, how would your ego feel if it found this, this big brother, this big sister, this higher wisdom in your own psyche, learn to dial into it and then learn to manifest it? How would your ego feel if it allowed the power of your soul to start coming through in a more natural way over and over and over again? Citizen King, the New Age of Power, talks about that specifically. Until your ego understands some of these core principles, it's very unlikely that it's going to get in step with your soul. You know, it's a curious thing. Billions of prayers have been said on this planet for the end of human suffering. Billions of prayers have been said to end war, and yet war continues. Human suffering continues. Jesus, who is, <laughs> I, tr I strive to comprehend what he was trying to teach us. When he was on the cross, when he was in on his last days on earth, the Roman war machine was expanding. He didn't almost end war. It was expanding while he was here. The, the Roman war machine not only expanded while Jesus was here, but it continued to expand. And and the point I make with this is it's not going to be a Savior that comes back and waves a wand. All our Saviors have come and gone, and, and the atrocity of our human condition continues. What's going to heal the human paradigm is when oceans of people recognize their own power, when oceans of people understand that there's power in purity, when we go to interact with the quantum field, that the purity of our persona decides how powerfully we can create an accurate reflection of what we want to manifest. Until human beings discover their role as front and center in the resolution of our human condition, I wrote, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, forgiven sinner, God's last savior, to, to demonstrate over and over again that it's not going to be any religious persona that comes in and saves the day. It's just not. We each and every one of us have a role to play, and, and in a way that's nice because no, no one of us is responsible for the whole shebang, and there's a gift to that. But your role is perfect for you. Your role is perfect for you. In fact, when you fulfill your role, you're going to feel a deep sense of satisfaction. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, talks about stepping into your role as your soul intended, stepping into the reason why you're here. Humanity is going to change the course of humanity. That's quite clear. Humanity built out a nuclear war machine and brought really heavy karma to the planet. And it'll be humanity that gets us out. You're humanity. I'm humanity. So you want to be a more effective persona? You want to raise the vibration? You want to raise the power of your own human potential? Purity. Purity and authenticity. What's the tagline in New Human Living? Pure, authentic you. When you purify your energy persona, the reflection of the quantum mirror purifies. And until that's pure, you can't really accurately manifest anything specifically because it will have been diluted by the unresolved energy in your own psyche. I wrote Personal Power Fundamentals to demonstrate the energetic components behind our emotions and our, and our mental energy body and our spiritual energy body. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you what to think or believe. Then you wouldn't be authentic. But I'm, I'm here 
my life purpose is to language the power of embodying unconditional love. And what I've been talking about tonight has hit every single, has hit that right smack on the head. Because your ability to love is your ability to vibrate in purity. When we separate, when we create separation, when we create fear, when we create mistrust, that's not love. And that dilutes and pollutes our power. The power of love is the vehicle of change. Blessed are the pure in heart, pure in heart, When our heart is pure and our soul inspires us and there's no energy contrary, there will only be one outcome. The intent will be fulfilled. That's the new human living where the intention of your soul and the passion of your heart and the transparency of your ego has learned to walk in step with each other They've learned the nature of the quantum mirror that's in effect now and now and now forever. You've been creating your whole life. You're creating right now. But to become conscious of it, to, I tell you what, you, you practice purifying your energy and, and stay astute with your observation of yourself. As you release energy out of your psyche, you're going to experience a change in how the universe reflects yourself back to you. That's what happened to me 20 years ago. And every day to this day and, and forevermore, anything that comes up in my psyche that has an energetic component to it, I want to heal it. I want to cleanse it. I want to purge it. And I tell you what, now, 20 years into this, I don't take any medicine. I don't. I haven't had a cold in maybe five years. Um, I don't get colds. I can feel the virus go in my nose, but it doesn't ever make it farther than that. I don't get the flu. I don't take flu shots. I don't. I don't get sick per se. If I, if I find some really heavy energy in my psyche and I release it, my body might show some artifacts. But overall, my body is vibrant. I feel younger and younger. The more I purify my persona, the easier my body rebounds to any challenges that might come across. I'm genuinely happy. Oh my God. I'm so happy that I've discovered why I'm here. I'm so happy that I understand my role I'm so happy that it's clear to me my purpose that I can write books and create shows like this to help people understand the, their interaction with the principles of manifestation. I'm so happy for I'm happy for this show because having all the guests that we've had on on this show, hundreds of guests, I have new human, in the New Human Living Radio Archive, there are hundreds and hundreds of interviews online now today. You can go listen to them immediately. I suggest what you do is before you go to work, queue one up on your phone. Or when you're coming home from work, queue one up on your phone and listen to an episode while you drive. Or if you're going to get on an aeroplane, you can download the episodes. You want to you wanna noodle the, the nature of quantum physics? We have hours and hours of conversations with leading quantum physicists. You, you want to study the nature of the human persona? How about... Um, countless hours of conversations about that. And then I'm here to language what my career has been in broadcast TV, frequency, energy, power, and how it relates to love, grace, and karma. 
not particularly in that order. You're here to discover your power. You're here to discover the truth in you. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're gonna see we're gonna see people manifesting in ways that were unheard of in the past. I'm sure there have been human personas on the planet, but you know they're probably burned as a witch at the at the town square, or or the king was offended by him, but. Those paradigms are are fast disappearing. The the momentum of the awakening of the human persona is spreading like wildfire. People are very hungry for a more authentic story. People are very hungry for a more authentic truth. And uh, the notion of you as a new human living in this next chapter is is pure authentic you. You're authentic to the desires of your soul. Your heart is pure so you can manifest exactly what you want in the reflection of the quantum mirror. And you're being you. Your beliefs are yours. Your thoughts are yours. Your emotions are yours. That's the only way you're going to be able to master you is to be authentic to who you are. You can't copy somebody and be authentic, not really. So so dig down in your heart, dig down in your soul. What do you get excited about? What do you get passionate about? That's the good stuff. That's the stuff that's gonna make you feel genuinely satisfied and fulfilled. That's the stuff that that really brings a deep sense of satisfaction day in and day out. The idea is to enjoy the journey every day of the journey. Don't wait for the finish line. Enjoy it today. Celebrate today. Discover heaven today. Discover love today. Be compassionate towards yourself today. Forgive yourself today. Love yourself today. Practice that, and you'll be in fine form to do it tomorrow as well. And you keep that going, you'll be fine formed to do it for your entire life. Pure authentic you, how cool is that? You're the rock star. You're the you're the one. You're, you're sitting in the best seat in the house. Every single one of us is sitting in the best seat of the house. Because when you fulfill your purpose, not anybody else's, you will fill heaven on earth. You want to help bring heaven on earth? Find it within your own being. And and it's it's you. It's where you sit right now that you'll find everything you need because it comes from the inside out. Creation comes from the inside out. Inspiration comes from the inside out. The next chapter of our human story, the new the new trajectory, the new paradigm, the new vision of our human story will come from inside of us when we heal our hearts and we learn to have compassion compassion for ourselves, love for each other, love for ourselves. And it is without end. You can't exhaust it. You are an endless dream. Endless dream. Endless dream of inspiration. How cool is that? So trust in your purpose. Live your passion. Be the vehicle of change. Embody the vision that your soul has. Embody the love that is within you. Purify yourself so that love can radiate in you, through you, as you. How cool is that? Hey, I'm so glad you chose to spend this time with us. Always, always a pleasure. It is my pleasure to bring you episodes that help awaken you, help and awaken who you are. And and you you made that possible by showing up tonight. I want to thank you for that. 
I'm your host, Les Jansen. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.